This is the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. And you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Pilate said to Jesus, are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, do you say this on your own or have others told you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, my kingdom does not belong to this world. If my kingdom did belong to this world, my attendants would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not here. So Pilate said to him, then you are a king. Jesus answered, you say I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world. To testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. The Gospel of the Lord. Every year on this day, the last Sunday of the liturgical year, we celebrate the Feast of Christ our King. When we recognize and give praise to Jesus Christ for what he has gained for us, for being our king who died to give us life. I'd like you to think about this month of November. It's an interesting month. During this month, Annually, we see nature go from beautiful, colorful leaves to barren trees with nothing. We see nature begin to disappear in its beauty. The flowers, the trees, the grass begin to hibernate for the cold, dark winter. It's a reminder to us of the seasons of life. Nationally, November is a month when we celebrate praise and thanksgiving to God. We're all preparing for this wonderful holiday that we will celebrate on Thursday. We don't celebrate it as heathens. We celebrate it as grateful children of God. And we take time on that day to give praise and thanks to God for the blessings he has bestowed on us as individuals, as families, and as a people. Liturgically, there's much symbolism. 
The month of November for us as Catholics has traditionally been the month we remember our deceased loved ones, as we like to call them the Holy Souls. Those envelopes on our altar are the names that you wanted remembered at the altar, the names of the people you have loved and who love you in return. The month of November in the liturgical year brings us the end of the year and the beginning of a new year. Today being the last Sunday of the liturgical year, next Sunday is the first Sunday of Advent, and on the liturgical calendar, that's like New Year's Day. So we will be celebrating New Year's Eve and New Year's Day liturgically this coming week. When I was a kid, we looked forward to that time and age when we would be able to stay up on New Year's Eve, see midnight come, and welcome in the New Year. So, like many people who grew up in my time, and if you grew up in the city, you know, they used to make pots very sturdy in those days. People had pots for 30, 40 years. Not like the ones we make today that we have to throw out pretty soon. So, midnight was getting our pots and our spoons and going out in the street and making noise to let everybody know we were celebrating a new year. But as I grew a little older and realized it wasn't just about banging pots, I began to realize that most people welcomed the new year with a smile and a tear. A smile and a tear. Because we would look back on what had been, on who had been, on those no longer there with us. And we would have a tear about the past and the people we loved. And then we'd have a smile because despite what had been, we were given life for another new year and we could begin all over again. That's how we human beings celebrate New Year's if we are people of faith and hope. This parish this year may will celebrate our 60th anniversary. We have had more funerals this year than we have had in any year in the history of this parish. At this point, we've had just about 100 funerals this year, and we have a month and a half to go. Often, I listen to people, when they come in to see us, to plan a funeral, and often I listen to the eulogies given on how people speak so lovingly of their deceased loved ones how they want to honor them. 
we all want to honor the people we love. Were they perfect? No, by no means. We're all sinners. We're all imperfect. Did we treat them perfectly? By no means. We can all look at even the people we've loved the most and realize there were times we may have hurt them or failed them. But did they recognize our love? Yes. Because people of faith and hope see the goodness shine forth in others and don't dwell on the negative. When I was newly ordained, I was sent to a parish, and the first funeral I had, there were altar boys, just altar boys in those days, and I went over to celebrate the Mass, and the altar boys said to me, Father, um, we know Father so-and-so's funeral homily by heart. After we hear you say a funeral for a few times, we'll know yours by heart, too. Well, I think the... Um, Adult servers who serve funerals here know I don't have just one funeral homily. However, I do have one statement that I always make at the end of a funeral because I believe it firmly. I say this to the people. We all like to memorialize the people we love. And so we think of all kinds of ways to do it. Some are done with dignity, and some, I think, are a little crass. But we constantly look for ways to memorialize the people we love. And I always say this, think of the good qualities and characteristics of the person you want to memorialize. And then pick one of those qualities or characteristics and put it into practice in your own life. And then their goodness continues to touch the world through you. And to me, there's no better way to honor someone than to imitate them. There's no better way to keep the spirit of someone alive than to allow their goodness to continue to touch the world and the people in it. That's better than anything else we can do. So, in a few days, we'll gather, and hopefully, if we're not heathen-like in our celebration of Thanksgiving, we will be sure that the day is about counting our blessings, the joys, the happy things that have been given to us and happened to us, and the grace and strength God has given us to deal with the losses the hardships. That's how we get through things, with God's grace and strength. Today, as we celebrate this Feast of Christ our King at the end of the year, we reflect on his birth, his private life, his public life, his suffering, his death, his resurrection, his message to us, his sacrifice for us. This is not all there is. I have conquered evil and death. And so we always have hope to look forward to the future with.
because the fulfillment of his kingdom is not here. It's in the place he has planned for us when this part of our journey is over. Do you thank Jesus Christ as your king today? Do you recognize what he's done for you? Do you recognize the blessings that you have from God? Do you recognize the only reason you have to face the darkest hours of life, death itself, is because Jesus conquered sin and death? And God has revealed to us it's not the end when life here is over. It's the beginning of what he planned to begin with. So how do we give thanks and praise to Jesus Christ, our King? I say we honor him just like we honor the people we have loved. We think of his good qualities, his characteristics, and then we put them into practice in our own lives. And then we bring his goodness to that world. And then we are the hands and the feet and the eyes and the mouth and the heart of Christ to a people who needs it so desperately. That's how we honor our King. Your presence here today is an example of how you honor Christ our King. Many people are either still sleeping, they're getting ready to watch the Eagles, they're out doing early Christmas shopping, but you have taken the time to be present here to honor your king. My brothers and sisters, just like the seasons of the year, our lives have seasons. And whether we are in the spring, the summer, the fall, or the winter of life, we never know when the darkness of death will take us. I was thinking of this as I was preparing this homily. I'm not sure what season I'm in. I think maybe, I hope I'm still in spring and summer, but I think maybe more like fall. But it doesn't matter what season I'm in. Tonight, I could be in the cold, dark winter of death. Because we all know death has no preference for age or health. It comes to who it will, when it will. And so when that day comes, what honors will we have to present to our king when we meet him face to face?